Hello, friends and countrymen alike. I'm so glad to have you here at The Eric Deem Show. I'm your host, the chief of The Eric Deem Show. You can always reach me on the socials at Eric Deem Show or on email, chief at ericdeemshow.com. Again, we've recently fixed a glitch there, so I'm now getting those emails pouring in. My apologies to those of you that have had delays on getting the responses. Um, not all emails were were blocked. I got responses from many of you that kept coming through, but a couple of you, um, for some reason, uh, I don't know how the servers talk to one another. I'm just here to bring the dulcet tones into chat and, and to tickle your ears with uh, Midwestern pragmatism, right? So we have our crack staff here fixing all of that. It's been fixed. The servers have been updated, so on and so forth. Chief at ericdeemshow.com, you will get a response. So thanks again for tuning in. We've had some great shows the last few weeks, and I appreciate um, you reaching out to express your appreciation for that. Stoicism has been kind of a central theme around that. And um, I, I want to do, I guess it would be kind of a two-parter here. Well, first part I'm going to do is on my morning routine. I'm going to actually walk you through what I do because I've gotten a lot of feedback from, okay, thanks, Eric, for sharing this. And you let us in a little bit from reading the Daily Stoic. So would you mind actually telling us uh, practically, Go through each moment from as soon as you wake up to what happens. Okay, so that's what we're going to do. That's going to be today's show. I'm going to give you the, the morning routine of success. And what you're going to take away from this is one example. You know, I'm, I'm just one person, but it's working for me. I wake up every day excited about being able to start the day. It's actually my favorite part of the day, the launch. And it's because I've been very intentional around... Uh, how my day happens. So that's going to be that. And then I'm also going to do a part two next week, and it's going to be, uh, we're still working it out, but, um, and, and kind of outlining it, getting the outline going. But next week's The Eric Deem Show episode will be about meeting prep and what that needs to look like. Uh, there's just a lot of practical knowledge out there. You're meeting somebody, you're developing a relationship, you're working on a deal, what have you. This is going to be valuable to every single person who has to interact with other people. And newsflash, that's everyone. So let's dive right into today's meat. Um, I don't say meat and potatoes anymore because uh, the carnivore diet has grown on me. So we're going to dive right into the meat of the episode here. When I wake up in the morning, I love doing it without an alarm. There's just something offensive to me about waking up and waking up in a sense of alarm, a state of alarm. So I really try not to do it, but I do have backup alarms in place. The good news is uh, I'm always up before those alarms uh, have to go off. And it also helps that we have the chief mascot here at the Eric Deem Show, Little Rugs, uh, who is there to ensure that I'm awake. So uh, I've gotten very intentional on my calendar. The first 90 minutes of my day are sacred and protected before anything happens, which means if I have a 7.15 appointment in the morning, uh, I better be getting up that much earlier. I typically wake up sometime between 5.30 and 6 anyway, 
but uh, you want to wake up with intention. So let's just walk through the day here. The first thing that I do when I wake up is I drink a glass of water. Now, there are tons of benefits out there to this. Most of your brain is water. Your body is made up of... I mean, I, I'm not going to go into the uh, the reasons why on all of these things. I'm just telling you what works for me. Um, I've either read it from somebody or learned it from somebody or experienced it or tested and trialed it myself. So this is what I do. Wake up, down a full glass of water. Just gets the brain moving, gets the body moving. The digestive system has been in rest uh, for a, a few hours at that point. So let's, we're here to go. Let's get up and, and get moving. And then rugby has to go out. You know, I've got to take care of him, which is pretty simple and easy. I'm just uh, crack the door and away we go. And then it's, okay, what do I need to do to frame my mind? What I'm not doing is turning on my phone and refreshing the email. I'm not going to the Instagram feed or the Twitter or the Facebook feeds to refresh them. No, I don't want to give anybody else that kind of influence in my life. That's a lot of power to be able to set the tone for what I'm thinking first thing in the morning. No. What I do is I have a couple of... Um, Mantras that I read, a couple of things that I do, but before I even go into that, I do I have a, I have apps for these, and I'll share links to the apps. But I do a centering prayer app, and I only do it for five minutes because I've done it for ten, I've done it for fifteen. You all have heard about my centering prayer retreat on past episodes, where uh, it was actually a silent retreat. Little did I know, but um, anyway, go back and listen to that; you'll enjoy it. So I do a five-minute um, kind of meditative, silent, centering prayer meditation, I guess is what you would call it. And then after that, I go into another different type of meditation, but this is a guided meditation. And uh, I'll post links to these apps in the show notes. So I do a centering prayer, which is completely silent, and then I do a guided meditation. And the guided meditation is from an app called Here. And uh, again, we'll post all this, but it has very interesting uh, settings there, or, or maybe not interesting, but for example, it has um, different kinds of guided meditation you could do. One for peace, one for love, one for self-love, one for intuition, one for courage, a couple of others. So basically, you find, okay, which... Which one do I need to drive home here for these five minutes of guided meditation? And then uh, you click on it and away you go. So that's how I do it. I, I do my first five minutes is kind of a, a quiet, completely silent, centering prayer where I'm, I'm focused on a word or a scripture or um, nothing. Sometimes you just, let's just be open. Let the thoughts flow in and flow out as they will. And then the next five minutes, centering prayer. And so after those 10 minutes, I'm ready to get up, okay, and get moving. So I, that's when I do my stretches. Blessed are the flexible, for they will not get bent out of shape. So I do uh, just, you know, routine stretches. I was trying to do a morning walk, um, which would have been nice, but it just got to the point where it's, it's, it's not very predictable with the weather. Um, I didn't enjoy walking through 
uh, some construction. Our neighborhood has a lot of construction going on. And then the other piece of it is rugby, right? This dog kept wondering why I was leaving. And unfortunately, if you've met rugby, and I know for those of you that haven't, you can't wait until you can at a future event, Little Rugs, uh, it's just too much. He can't go with us. Poor guy. He just 10 pounds, thinks he's 100 pounds. Uh, there is no, uh, <laughs> the idea of going on a calm walk is just not a possibility with rugby. So I just avoid that letdown uh, altogether. So I do my stretches. Usually about this time is whenever Amy um, and I can get together and start our day. You know, the calendar has a connection for the two of us over breakfast. That's really turned into coffee these days. I think I mentioned when I, maybe I didn't, when I let rugby out, I start the pot of coffee. So that's gone. So um, she comes in and, and we have a couple of readings that we do together. This year's devotion is from Joel Osteen. He has a great, you know, no more than five to ten sentences, usually around a scripture. And then we go into the Daily Stoic, which is one that's kind of been the staple that we use, as you've heard me talk about before. What I love doing is we read those two together and then kind of extrapolate how the scripture or kind of the devotion from Joel ties into the wisdom from the Stoics. And it's quite fun. Sometimes they don't always align, which just means I probably am trying to uh, grasp for straws and can make connections that aren't really there. But the other thing is Amy and I, our lives together, you know, she has her life, I have my life, and then we have our life together. These three distinct and precious entities that we work very hard to protect. We talk about how those readings apply to what we're doing today, what we're doing this week. How does this play into our year and, and what we've done, what we want to do? You're getting the picture. So from there, um, talk about, okay, when am I going to see you again? Great. Love you. And, you know, then we're off to our own separate corners to get ready for the day. Um, I go up and I have a, you know, I, you could call it a prayer closet. You could call it a meditation room. Um, my personal sanctuary that I have set up that I go into a close the door and it's very comfortable for me. I've got a dream board, a vision board you might call it. I've got a dry erase board of my values, the values that change. They're not static. Um, you know, values can come and go depending on the season in which you're in. And so I have those there. And then I have a couple of books that I utilize. And again, everything will be in the show notes. But I immediately open what I call the five-minute journal. I'm not one to journal. As I've talked about before, I have thousands of first entries from where I've tried to journal before. But this is great because I pull it out and in the first three lines are, what are you grateful for? And so I write down, okay, today I'm grateful for whatever it might be. And it doesn't have to be the biggest thing in your life. It could be that the birds were especially happy this morning or that we're finally getting rain. Or I'm grateful that if I just leave a room and come back, rugby is so happy to see me. <laughs> There's just something about a dog's love, right? So you're putting your mind into the framework of being grateful. Gratitude. It's huge, especially when starting your day. 
There's also value in, um, I've seen this as well, other exercises where you have to write down 10 things you're grateful for each day, and you can't write something you've mentioned before. This is so important because we are inundated with problems, problems we can't control usually, but inundated nonetheless. And this is also the, the, the issue with you starting your day looking at email or looking at texts or looking at social media. You're allowing other people to inundate the first precious moments of your day, how you're going to start the day. Don't give that up. Well, similarly, don't allow problems to overtake your focus. Let your goals, your objectives, fueled with gratitude, be the things that are forcing you forward. So starting the day with gratitude, and then if today is a success, what is going to happen? You know, mention, uh, write down those three things. And then, today I am. Today I am steadfast. Today I am strong. Today I am handsome. Today I'm gorgeous. Today I'm going to achieve. Today I'm going to crush the presentation. Today I'm going to... You get the point. From there, I am... You know, I'm in this room, surrounded by the things that I have intentionally placed. I have pictures. I have paintings. Um, other mantras that are written up. I have uh, two mantras that I'm using right now. One is a religious mantra, and another one is uh, a mantra that I got from a Tony Robbins conference. And listen, I'm not going to tell you specifically what these mantras are. I'm encouraging you to go find the mantra or mantras that you need. These have really intentional meaning to me. For my religious tradition of growing up, who I was, who I am today, who I hope to be as a man, reading that one first kind of level sets so much in who I am, reminding me of my roots, keeping me grounded, and, 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 and kind of fueling me to be able to take off like a rocket. And then uh, if you've ever been to an Unleash the Power Within with Tony Robbins or one of his Date with Destinies, you know how powerful these moments can be as you're taking inventory of your life, the people, the places, the things that are in it, where you want them to go, what you need to let go of. So that one's powerful for me as well. So I go through those two mantras, and all the while, I'm looking at the values that I have for this season. What do I need to achieve? I have some goals right now. There's some big, the big, hairy, audacious goal, and then what do I just need to get done each month? All the while... There's my vision board right in the corner looking at me. This is the same vision board I've had for oh, the better part of 10 years, if not longer. And no, the vision has changed some, but it's the same board. It just, uh, you know, think of a science fair cardboard thing, you know, whatever you would get at a craft store. And over the years, I've taken things off and replaced them, um, removed this picture, put that back on and... It's largely from magazine cutouts, newspaper clippings, pictures that I've taken that I'm in, and these are things that have meant and continue to mean something to me. We're all going somewhere. You're either going to define where you're going or somebody else is going to define it, and I choose to be in control, and so can you. So we could do a whole series on vision, the vision boards, and what needs to happen. I'm just telling you now the snapshots of what 
actually gets me through each morning. The back side of my vision board is also something that's pretty unique. I've come to learn. I have cut out the headshots of mentors, uh, business leaders, people I admire, respect, some people who aren't with us anymore, some people who are, um, some folks I know very, very well on a personal level, others I've gotten to know because I've read their reading, uh, their writings and listened to their talks. I call it my personal board of mentors. So I have right now 15 or so, I think it's 15, yeah, let me just count them here. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have 15 individuals that if I have a big decision to make, I uh, I pretend like I'm at a board meeting for ESD. Those are my initials, by the way. For those of you that don't know, and I'm looking and I'm saying, "Okay, if I were sitting across the table from this person, what would they say? What would they advise? What would they guide?" Or I I know what this person would say. They've said this to me before. And there's something powerful about being able to take the burden off my shoulders of whatever decision or um, season that I may be going through, whatever that might be, putting that burden on a table, figurative or otherwise, and us being able to walk through it together. Now, I'm in the room by myself, and people looking in, if there were, they probably think I'm nuts. But you know what? There's a lot of power here because I walk out of here feeling encouraged, I walk out of here feeling strengthened, and it came from that moment of being able to take a a balcony view perspective, if you will, to the thing at hand. So I would encourage you all um, to think about that. It doesn't have to get as elaborate as mine, but that's, that's what I've done, and that's what works really well for me. So the next thing I do is I pull out my my Proverbs. I have a a book of Proverbs, and it's just Proverbs, and it has a note sheet next to it. And uh, so I pull that out, and I write down, uh, I read, you know, there are 31 days and 30 or 31 days in most months. There are 31 Proverbs. So there's a proverb corresponding with each day. And so I pull that out, and I read it, and I write down maybe what I'm taking away from this. And look, I've had this book for now two or three years, And I'm reading this every month. So what's really neat is to be able to go back and see how this particular passage spoke to me then, what I was going through, what my takeaway was, and what am I taking from this now? So it's kind of a way to measure growth uh, as I'm thinking through this. And then I have some quiet time, quiet time of prayer. It Sometimes it's out loud and audible and I have things to say. Other times it's contemplative. The contemplative prayer is where you're just sitting and thinking. I mean, if you believe in God, then you know that he knows what's going to happen. So there's no sense in me getting myself all worked up and regurgitating what's already known between the two of us. So let's just get focused. I've set a great foundation for the day. Let me think before I speak. Let me think before I move, before I act. And now let's go conquer the day. Because I'm going to conquer the day instead of the day conquering me. Now, when I book in the day, at the end of the day, I pull out the gratitude journal, once again, the five-minute journal, and I write down in there, it has prompts for this, the three things that went really amazingly, and then the one thing that could have been improved upon. And then I, after doing that, um, go in and um, look at my calendar. 
What needs to happen tomorrow? What's happening? Now, I can, oh, man, every Sunday afternoon at some point, I, I have it on my calendar, a two-hour window, but, you know, it gets moved around. All of this has to be fluid, right? You have to be flexible. But I have it set on the calendar so I see it every Sunday afternoon at some point. And I look at the week ahead, and if I have a meeting that needs to happen, I make sure I set aside time to prepare for it. If it's a 10 a.m. on Wednesday, then I make sure Monday or Tuesday that if if I have an hour meeting, I need at least an hour to two hours to prep for that meeting. And so I set aside that time on Monday or Tuesday in order to be prepared. Um, if I have a, a 7.15 coffee with one of my favorite people on Thursday, then I make sure, okay, what do I need to talk about with that person? And... Um, so you're beginning to see the picture. So Sundays are used to kind of take the macro view of the week ahead. But then the night before, I'm going over the notes that I already have prepared for the day ahead. And it puts me in that frame of mind so that when I wake up in the morning and my feet hit the ground and I'm ready to go, I'm not panicking because the day is getting away from me. No, I already know what needs to happen. I've already thought about it. I've already planned and prepared for it. Now we just need to execute so that's how I end the day. So it's a kind of a nice way to have bookends. And listen, there are days where things come up and they don't always go according to plan. But here's the thing. If you don't have a plan, then everything is the plan. So you need a plan. You must have a plan. And you're the one to execute on that plan. What about you? Enough about me already. I know this is the Eric Deem Show, so you tune in to hear me. But I want to hear from you. Chief at ericdeemshow.com. Let me know what you're doing in your day. How do you make this happen? Do you have a siesta in the middle of the afternoon? I always enjoy it whenever I can add one of those. What are you doing in the morning? Do you have a routine? Is there a, a certain cadence to your week? I'd love to hear about it. And if you're married or in a relationship, don't forget to schedule date night. That's Friday nights for us, and it's important to be intentional around that. That's one of the important ones. 